everybody welcome to the magical girl's guide to life a disgustingly girly podcast by a disgustingly girly adult <laughs> today's episode is all about friendship breakups and i'm joined with two special guests two wonderful ladies who i love Rayanda and imani Woo! Hi. Hey. <laughs> so okay Rayanda, go ahead and tell the people what you do and what you're about all right. My name is Rayonda. I like to go by Ray uh, to shorten it. I'm the owner of Pixie Sticks, an alternative hair store that uh, specializes in braid jewelry and crochet braids and braided hair extensions. Mouthful. <laughs> and we love your hair today. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Omani. Hello, I am Imani K. Brown. I am a tattoo artist. I am the owner and founder of Little Ink Play Shop, Kawaii Tattoo um, Studio here in Washington, D.C. area. Um, and I have a personal brand, Shop Gal, which is all about Gyaru style um, and how uh, it mixes well with the, the D.C. street fashion. So it's more of like a street fashion mm. style. I am also rocking um, Rianda's uh, alternative hair because hey. I have tons of it. So. <laughs> it's it. very cute. It reminds me of like a unicorn look. She is a unicorn. <laughs> yes, oh, love it. <laughs> love, love, love gosh. it. Okay, now on to the topic at hand, which is a spicy one. Well, spicy to me, um, which is friend breakups. So have you guys ever experienced a friend breakup what happened and how did you feel? Ooh. Who wants to go first? <laughs> you go first. Amani. Amani, yeah, you go first. Um, yeah, I've had tons of friend breakups. Um, I say it like I just throw people away. Like I'm just like, yeah, bye. Um, but no, that's <laughs> that's not it. It's funny because me and my fiance were just talking about this. I don't really have a lot of attachment to people because I realize we grow apart. We grow in different mm -hmm. ways. And sometimes if you put more attachment on people, the harder the breakup becomes when you really do have to go away for any particular reason. Like friend breakups aren't always negative. Um, so I have had them. Um, I've had them when they haven't aligned with my own like moral compass and friends are doing, you know, just stuff that it's just like, mm, I look at you funny and I don't really want to be in that space to judge you. So I'm just going to go away. Um, there have been friend breakups that weren't really breakups where we just kind of just grew apart. Um, mm -hmm. No beef, you know, no love lost. It just is what it is, you know, whether we move to different states, whether it was just like, hey, I'm over here. Everybody knows I'm usually like, business-minded so when I'm like yeah I'm in business right now like I don't know what to tell you um mm. I'll stick my head back out back out and people be like mm, no you couldn't call me last week well that's not me so I'm not going to force myself to be that person um just because that's your expectation you know type of deal so head them mm. But oh also with no attachment to people, it's always been like, you know, it's it's easier with no attachment to people. And when you know, like, why you're breaking up with them, like, you have to be at peace with those things. You can grieve them, whatever you want to call it, but become at peace with it and understand why that happened. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll come back around like any other relationship. They say that for breakups in real life. So mm -hmm. I guess, that, you know. <laughs> 
That's true. <laughs> what, what you said about expectations is so important. And I think we got to revisit that um, in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, because I feel like oh, for me, friend breakups that I've had uh, as of recent are because of an ex- a certain expectation that a person has of me that I'm not aware of because I operate with a different yeah. set of expectations. Yeah, And so I think I, I just tweeted about that this morning, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> like sometimes, Runs to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted that sometimes I feel like people's expectations of friendship kind of skews romantic, where they like expect you to like, I don't know, text them every single day or send them gifts or whatever. Yeah. whatever like, and I, I feel like I'm such a like a low maintenance person that I don't even think of doing that. And there, there is where the friction lies, where it's like, neither is bad, but if, if the expectations aren't communicated, it can get bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the key, the communication of the expectations, but people yeah. don't take time to do that a lot of times these days. So yes. I think it's hard. Um, okay. Wait, Rhonda, what were you going to say? <laughs> I I absolutely agree with both of you guys, and I actually have similar experiences. I feel like when it comes to me, I have so many friend breakups. I literally break up with friends. Friends are literally acquaintances. (laughs) But the the reason that is is because, like, not a lot of people really know me on a deeper level. I feel like a lot of people expect this idea of me, and they create this idea and image of me, and they think they know everything about me. But in reality... They're kind of Mm. just talking at me and they never really Mm. listen. So when it comes to friendships, I'm like super particular to the point where you guys know me to like the core. You knew (laughs) when I was like a child and a mommy knows me like in the most vulnerable position possible. So being that vulnerable with somebody is very like scary. And I don't want to dive in those depths because I always know ultimately I'm going to be disappointed and that's oh, when no. I start <laughs> the friend breakup. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so real. Like, that disappointment is so real. <laughs> where it's yeah. like, why would you do that? You know, I've had those yes. moments where I've I've been hanging out. This actually happened recently. Um, a person who kind of, like, wedged themselves into my life. Um, but then I realized, like, every time I interact with this person, I leave feeling really bad about myself. And then I'm like, why is that? And so one day they like randomly sent me um, like a meme or a video that and was like, this made me think of you and nothing about it aligned with me at all. I was like, you think I would find that funny? I was like, you don't even know me. And I don't know why that, like, <laughs> I don't know why that set me off. And I texted them and yes. I was like, you mm-hmm. and you, you guys are going to cringe at what I sent. <laughs> but I said... <laughs> I said, you should investigate if you actually like me as a human being. <laughs> like, yeah, I was I'm like, yes. yeah, yeah. I was like, every time we've hung out, you've insinuated that I'm unkind, right? You've insinuated that I'm like this and that. And every time I'm with you, I leave feeling bad. So, you know, just think about it. <laughs> and they, I'd never heard from them again. <laughs> They were like, dang. Yeah. First of all, that was that was really nice. Like, just think you about think it. So? Like, meanwhile, I'd be there like, WTF? Like, <laughs> who are you and why do you exist here? You no. know what? This is over. 
<laughs> I get angry to the point where I feel like blocking a person. Like you don't you don't know me at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Delete, delete, yeah. delete. Right. I don't know what it was about the meme. I was like, this is not funny. I've known you for two years now, and you don't even know my very basic sense of humor. So yes, like be gone. But that yeah. didn't that breakup didn't make me sad. I was just like, okay. <laughs> and but, there we have it. There we right. <laughs> but sometimes the friend breakup is like as devastating as a relationship ending. Mm -hmm. And so I've had something like that. I'm taking these glasses off because my head hurts. <laughs> I was just trying to look cute. I was I was trying to give Oprah. <laughs> but, so cute. <laughs> But um, yeah, sometimes those those breakups are more like devastating heartbreak if it's someone that you hang out with all the time and who knows, like you said, intimate things about you. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? Like, have y'all experienced something like that? And then what did you do? Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Myself personally, in college, I was a mess. I was a disaster. So I was kind of... <laughs> Going from friend Me group too. to friend group, trying, yeah, trying to find myself. So I found one friend that I really connected with and we shared a bond. And when I moved away from college and moved to States, you know, nine years down the road, we were still great friends, but it came to a head mm. where we were just so distant and our lives were going into completely opposite directions. Um, one day, it was my mm -hmm. birthday, and we had sent each other flowers every year, you know, talked on the phone, yada, yada, yada. So I waited all day, didn't hear from her. And then I texted her. I was like, hey, girl, like, how are you doing? Her other best friend had the same birthday as me. They were in Paris together. And I realized <sighs> I'm her, like, I'm her best friend, but she's mm. not my best friend you know what I mean like and so that mm -hmm. completely shattered my heart and really made me like Aww. think about what a friendship actually was and what you were supposed to get out of it you know what I mean mm -hmm. so that Aww, was probably like the sad. most <laughs> devastating yeah. friendship breakup thinking that you are invested in this person and thinking that they thought the same about you and then realizing no, like that's not how it was at all. <laughs> you were just yeah. like an obsessed person. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. That's how it, like, it makes you feel that way. You know what I mean? It does yeah. make you feel that way when it's like one sided yeah. and everything like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you recover? Like, how oh man, recover? at that point, I had texted you and I was in a bad shape. And that was probably like two, three years ago. Um, mm -hmm. it took a lot for me to recover. I was fighting a ton of demons. I literally lost sense of who I was. Like I didn't mm -hmm. recognize myself. Um, and then one day I just like woke up and I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, oh. why are you in this turmoil? Why do you, why are you so invested on what other people think you should mm. start, you know, focusing on yourself and building up yourself and be your own friend first. And then you can branch out and try to make those, you know, relationships that you feel like you need. Because I felt mm -hmm. like I needed friends. But here today, I, I don't feel like that at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amani, did I you have it. thoughts? I, first of all, that's really sad. But also, like, I always preach about, like, this two-way street and how we should always, in all things, figure out what the two-way street is. Like, What's the balance, you know? Um, mm. 
I've had more people think that I was their friend just because I'm of helpful and like service nature than me being like, yeah, you're my friend. Like I'd never call on you if I had an emergency or like something vulnerable, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So I've definitely been, I guess on that other side where I've been that person to realize that a person looks at me as a friend, um, but I'm not a friend to them. Um, but also I try and make those things kind of known. Um, so it's not, it's not a surprise. And in that way, you don't also get attached because I have really, really high walls. I've had the most devastating um, breakups from people who have literally taught me boundaries. So I had like a high school friend um, and he was like, yeah, like, you know, he was, you know, I have a lot of guy friends. I have more guy friends than girlfriends. Um, I find solace there. Um, I don't like girl emotions. I don't even like my own. So a lot of times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) There are like, there are girls. And I mean, we talk about it like, you know, like a type and all this stuff, but there are a few girls that I will actually let close. I think you two are like two of the closest that I have. Um, and my best friend, Gigi, other than that, like there's nobody else I could be vulnerable with. And that's because I can literally like emote with you guys and then come back and be objective. Like, it's like, all right, I got it all out. Like the girly stuff is already out. (laughs) And then I can go back to like my logical balance self. But Mm. I had this guy friend in high school and, um, he was, uh, we were, I'm a coach now and he was like the one to lead me on this coaching journey so I could make another stream of revenue without adding more tattooing to my business, um, to make it more sustainable. And he was very happy that I had like these boundaries around like communication and stuff like that. And I don't know, like at at some point he taught me, like there was a, a, a particular boundary that he had taught me so that I could do better at focusing on tattoos. So it wouldn't take me out of the art part. And at one time he had crossed the boundary that he helped me set. And I don't think he considered that I would still use that, that teaching, like if it serves me well on him as well. And there was nothing mean about it. But then next thing you know, he was just like, you know, well, you know, I don't think we should be friends. And I was just like, well, dang, like I was just like, how are you going to, how are you going to teach something like that and help instill that and build somebody up with that? But then when it comes to that application having to be applied to you, now you take it personal. Um, He blocked me on all social media and stuff. And I thought it was funny. Like, I think things like that are so funny. Like, I'm just, I'm I'm an a-hole like that. (laughs) Because I was just like, I didn't do anything. Like, you know, like if you've already co-signed it, you know, and it's something that I've actually learned from you, how would you think that, you know, that you're exempt from it? You know, if I tell you that my mom's not exempt from it, you're definitely not exempt from it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that's, and and it's always been people who have taught me something that helps me become stronger, um, that helps me shape myself into a better person, a better human um, type of deal that they find that these things, um, these things shouldn't apply to them for any particular reason. Or if I just like, you know, I call it the limousine window where the one that the divider you could let down between like you and the driver, if you're in the back, Mm -hmm. if you just let it down a little bit and you crack it and they try and stick like their whole body through and I'm just like, nope, go back up. (laughs) Yeah. 
And those people have been like some of the most devastating breakups. Thankfully, I don't have a lot of them, but that's the latest one, like the latest one to date that it was just like, well, dang, like you taught me Mm. this. Like how, how it makes me question like somebody's intentions in terms of like building you up or what they wanted to build you up for. Like what, what was that meant to do? Um, and then I have to look at you sideways. So then I'm just like, well, I ain't do nothing wrong. Like, we could have still been friends, fam. Like, you just, like, nah. Like, we drew a line in the sand here. That was for you, too. It's for my mama. Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely for all. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and again, no attachment. So definitely didn't feel really sad. It, it I always do, like, this checklist thing um, to weigh myself. So I'll, like, go back and look at the the events just to make sure I didn't do anything. And if I did, I will gladly go back and apologize. It doesn't mean we're going to be friends again or anything like that, but I will gladly go back and apologize. Um, but if I know in my heart of hearts, I did nothing wrong. I did nothing to offend. I did nothing to hurt. Right. I, what else can clean. you do? I, I right. ain't got nothing. Like, yeah, and I'm about to go back to this tattoo. That's all, that's all yeah. I got. So. <laughs> I think um, I think both of your stories kind of show how people can change. Like Rhonda, how your friend was like, it was not one sided, by the way, your, your friendship, because you guys were sending flowers to each other and, and, you know, and everything. And like friendships kind of evolve as we all grow and change. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like maybe your friend change for the worst i don't know <laughs> like your friend <laughs> your friend <laughs> your friend changed <laughs> just gonna throw it out you there know? yeah you know because I'm, I'm a rock with you but like your friend changed <laughs> um yeah and imani your friend changed and and you know also for the worst because how can you like you said teach someone boundaries and then be upset about the boundaries they set but you know what, in fact, let me, I, what I, oh sorry Oh, no, no, go on, go on. I was going to say, I think with our cases, it shows mm-hmm. a development of us. We developed mm-hmm. our own boundaries and our sense of who we are. And it, the reflection that it had on the other person, they didn't like what they saw. So it kind of scared mm-hmm. them away. And that's where that, you know, friendship ended. Right. Least, that's what I'd like to get from those cases. Sense. Yeah. yeah. What, I, what I see about, or what I take when I hear boundaries is, not only is it for you to like keep people in, but also to keep some people out. <laughs> like, you know, um, I had yeah. a, I had an altercation with a friend of mine. Um, he was a boundary that he had set for himself internally was people being on time. I run on African time. I cannot like my genetically, I cannot be on time. Okay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I tried. I would try and I'd be so stressed. I'd be stressing myself out. Um, And so we had a conversation and he was so upset. And I was like, you know, sometimes the boundaries that we have are to keep people out. And I I was even talking about myself. I'm like, if this is something that's super important and I cannot do it, I would understand if we can't be friends. And it doesn't always have to be like negative. It doesn't have to be bad. It's just like, well, we tried just like just like in a relationship. It's like, we tried. We're not compatible. Now we move. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I wanted to circle back to 
what Omani said about girlfriends. Um, do you? How do you guys feel about like girl friendships? Because I see a lot of girls on Instagram and Twitter talking about how they've had very bad experiences <clears throat> and that they're burnt out and they're not trying to be like friends with women, like new women. So what do you guys think about that? Um, personally, I think it all lies with an age. I cannot be friends with anybody under 25. I can't be friends with anybody under 27 because it's just about this kind of like, you you really don't know who you are. You know what I mean? Mm, <laughs> and you have to come into true. who you really are. And I feel like when you're a little bit older, late in your 20s, coming into your 30s, definitely way down in life, you understand the sense of person you are, what you're going to put up with, what you're not, and how you're going to navigate in life and how people can approach you. And I feel like sometimes younger people, they don't have a sense of self and they don't realize who they are yet and what they're going mm -hmm. to do in the world. So I feel like with that comes sometimes insecurity, sometimes jealousy, sometimes um, what's it called? Ill will and ill feelings. Like they might not mm -hmm. even realize it, but it, they just kind of perpetuate it. And I've had so many friend breakups dealing with younger women who can't handle, I guess, um, a, a, an opposing force, somebody that is not going to be moved. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. when you're trying to move something that's not going to be moved, you're going to get angry. And that's when things True. start to deteriorate, at least in my yes. case. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're so right. <laughs> you're so right about that because people don't think, people think I am boundaryless, right? And so when I finally am like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, the anger, like you can see the anger that just arises. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Why are you angry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like pe people get so shocked and appalled that you're saying like, no. Um, yeah. And so I've never thought about um, maybe it's an age thing and a maturity thing to kind of gain that confidence to say like, no. Um, mm -hmm. Or to know what kind of energy you can be around. Because... Mm -hmm. um, like you brought up college. In college, I was a hot mess as well. You know, I had a group of people who just hated my guts for no reason. I remember and, that. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I wasn't confident. I, I was like, I would stop going to class. I was like, why? Like, why won't they accept me? But oh, now. So not funny. People, yeah, it, though it is kind of funny. When, I don't know. I mean, it's not funny, but it is. But. <laughs> But now, like, if I'm around people, um, like, for example, I told y'all before we recorded this that I had quit a job I just had. Um, <laughs> but if I find myself around people who don't accept me or make me feel good, I remove myself, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. I don't even think about it. I'm not like, you know what, let me push for their acceptance. I just leave. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is what makes, like, like finding people on the same vibration as you is what makes like girly friendships rock. I think what makes, and when I say rock, I mean positively rock. Um, and what makes it negatively rock, rocky, <laughs> is when we're trying to like, <laughs> is when we're trying. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. Like <laughs> I did, I did a little dance. But it's when you're trying to, what makes girl friendships rocky is when you're trying to like fit a square peg into a round hole of people who like round things. Um, and then of mm -hmm. course, like you're not going to have a great time because like 
these people are round and you're square or vice versa. So I don't know. That's that's how I feel. I agree. Amani, what are your thoughts? So I want to hear this. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little bit like left field because the only reason why I never actually I've almost never believed in like female friendships like girly friendships Mm. and that's only because I was raised by boys like I'm the only girl so it's natural for me to be around guys like it's just a thing um I've never been like I present girly but I will also go climb a fence or a tree in this same outfit as long as I don't snag it because it's now perch but yeah (laughs) but as long as I don't snag it like I will really go climb a tree I've never been that girl to really fit in with like girly girls um so it wouldn't be until I got older that it was like oh there are different types of girls out out here and then and then working in a tattoo shop I realized that the girls that I I like to like jam with are usually like in a more alternative space they're more mm. they're more tomboy like me so you know what I mean like one of my best girlfriends like literally wears steel toe boots and will kick a cab hey. like a cab a cab uh lights out with no problem like shout out oh. Carl <laughs> <laughs> um But, you know, at the end of the day, those are the type of, like, I realized over time, it's not that I don't believe in in girly friendships or anything like that. It's just I hadn't found the type of girls, like, I hadn't found, like, my tribe of girls, like, where we can Mm -hmm. all just accept the differences. And I think that's the part that scared me was, like, you have to fit into, like, this mold of girl to be able to be with these girls. Like, I want to be able to show up, you know, to something in, like, streetwear that's, like, sweatpants and heels or something. Granted, that's mm-hmm. the whole style now. But, <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, like, if you did something like that, it's like, is this what you're wearing? Like, what is you doing? <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. You know, type of deal. And I want to be comfortable. Like, if I'm like, this is how I express myself, I want you to be able to support that, whether you're a girl or a guy. It just so happened that most guys would support how I showed up more than girls did. So it was just, you know, I had to find, I just had to find those people who were more um, characteristically aligned, um, where it's just like, you know, we can accept those differences. You know what I mean? Like, I like, and I love, you know, Ray's like, she's got like this rock star vibe where it's just like, yeah, Um, you're like super (laughs) girly. And I love seeing this on my timeline. I love having you guys in my circle where it's like, if we went out, we would be a whole Mm -hmm. vibe because everybody's so different, but we're also accepting of how we present differently. And I think that's the thing that I, it was just hard to find. And I didn't find it until like, mid-30s early 40s so yeah that's that's like what Rayonda's saying and like how I'm saying like Rayonda's saying it's like an age thing of like growing and maturing and then for Mm -hmm. me I'm like I was spending too much time trying to be a a round peg in a square hole or round whatever I said you said it more eloquently (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think a lot of friendship conflict does come from trying to fit in um, or gain acceptance from people who you mm-hmm. just don't vibrationally align with. Um, and I yeah. think as adults, what's great is that we can like now choose who we're around. Mm-hmm. Whereas in like school, you're just stuck with who you're stuck mm-hmm. with and you yes. gotta pray you don't get bullied. But you know, when you, <laughs> when you move into adulthood, um, yeah. I feel like you can make those choices and choose these communities and create these communities and everything like that. 
And that's why I like the internet. Like, I know people have qualms with the internet. And I do, too, I guess. But I do like the aspect of the internet where you can find like-minded people. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a doll collector now. Um, there's yeah. one of my dolls up there. Ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> slight yeah. adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and through posting about my dolls, like, I've just been posting them with reckless abandon. And, like, people <laughs> people have been like, well, you're so brave. I'm like, really? Like, I just... <laughs> you're like, but, I love this. Right. I'm like, I just thought, I just thought this was normal. Um, <laughs> but um, people have been writing me who collect dolls too, like other black women. And I'm like, yay, like, this is cool that we can find each other because I don't know anyone physically in my life who collects dolls, but at least like through the internet, like, I mean, other than my friend Asia, but she's not physically in my life right here. But anyway, um, I've through the internet, I've been able to find other people who you know, also share the same interests. So mm-hmm. rock with it. Now, I will say like, you're the one person that helped me branch out and be open on the internet. I, oh. if there was no Jackie, there would be no pixie sticks because I would be in a shell not coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're so brave when it comes to being yourself online. 100%. You think so? You too, freaking yeah. Amani. Like, I love <laughs> you guys. And I like, I want to put myself out there. So Meanwhile, yeah, I've been be watching your day Jackie. in the lives. What? I gush yeah, over both yeah. of you. <laughs> I be gushing over I both gush of y'all too. I, you. Yeah. <laughs> I see the day in the life and then I'm looking at Jackie like just pour her feelings out and I'm like, damn. Oh, I really I do could. be pouring my feelings. But you do. I'm like, I feel like you but do. I be, I be sitting there like, you can't hear it on the internet, but I be like, yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the edit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, where I'm just like, yes. Like, and I'm just like, I'm so proud of her. Like, this is, yes, this is what the internet should be used for. Personally, right. I I speak really vague. Like, you're just very direct on the internet. And I think that's mm-hmm. what I jam with because I love directness. But on the internet, I've also learned to, like, hide even if I stand out. So a lot of times I won't, I won't, I used to use it in a negative way to share more of my feelings. And it mm. I learned that as people started to care about me, as I started growing business and stuff, I alarm some people when I say mm. certain things. So, so yeah. then I became more conscious of like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, I'll try not to do that anymore. Like, you know, I used to talk about mm. like, all types of like dark things on the internet. Like, you know, I feel like, you know, cutting it, like all types of stuff. And I was using it really reckless, um, but it was me emoting at that time. And now I realize that there are more people around me who actually care that I'm just like, okay, I don't really want to trigger you and I don't want to alarm you because right. I'm probably just over here in my head and it's probably going to be fine in five minutes because I'm bipolar. So <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh my God. And then next thing you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. No, oh, <laughs> I feel that actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, just kidding. Um, false alarm. Yeah. So I've pulled back from doing that. So when I see you do it, then I'm just like, yes, oh. this is the world I want to live in. But right. also, I'm just like, 
I'll be transparent to a certain degree and certain things. I'm just like, I'll just leave it off the internet and I'll just like, or I'll, yeah. I'll text people, certain people I really care about. I'll text them and be like, okay, I put something on there. If you see it, don't be alarmed. But then they go mm-hmm. run. Cause then they're like, what you say? What's, what's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think luckily for me, people know, like, unless I, I don't know, unless I say something to them directly that I'm probably just like expressing myself because like I'll be like, I'm crying my eyes out and nobody, not a single person will be alarmed. They're just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Say it with a laugh. You laugh and smile afterward. You're right. You're right. I do be laughing after everything. So I'm just like, I'm I'm laughing. I'm crying my eyes out. Ha ha. Like, (laughs) yeah. And so... So people know, I think people know when, like, when to, like, take action. Is Usually I, I ask for help. Like, if I'm in, like, deep emotional, like, something or other, I'll ask for help. And I'll be like, please help me, friend. And then, Aww. yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I spent two weeks sleeping at Rachel's apartment earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was on her couch. Rachel's my best friend. That's I was so sleeping nice. on her couch. Yeah, she like got me food. She bought me a Tamagotchi. Oh. <laughs> oh. But you and Rachel have been yeah. like this since college. They've all been oh, best yeah. friends for what, 13, 14 years now? Yeah, it's been so long. And we've been, I think we've only fought with each other maybe two or three times. And like one of the oh. worst times, one of the worst fights was over Lil Nas X. <laughs> I was driving back from a party. Um <laughs> And then Lil Nas X was playing on the radio and Rachel like turned it down. She's like, turn this down because it was late. And then I was like, don't touch my radio. (laughs) (laughs) And so then she was like, I don't want to hear this right now. And then (laughs) I just turned the music off and we drove in chilling silence. (laughs) And that's literally like the worst fight we've ever had. Like, (laughs) And the I'm next so mad I had to mute my la- my myself because I started coughing, <laughs> laughing at. <that. laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah. nice. Story. Yeah, and then the next day, like I didn't care, but Rachel was like, she was crying. She was so sad. She was like, oh my, I messed up. I was like, oh, you're fine. Like I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie was like, that was yesterday. Yeah. It's cool. Right. I was like, it's over. <laughs> like, We're out the car now. Who cares? Right. <laughs> like, oh, well. So, so funny. But yeah, so I'm I'm glad to have like friends that I've had for years and years and years. But yeah, when I look back, I have, I've lost, I've lost a lot of friends. Yeah, I've lost a lot of friends. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm laughing. <laughs> And if any of them are listening, yeah, like if anyone is listening, like I'm not, I swear I'm not laughing about it, but you know, um, it's usually over. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's usually over something so, it's always so, something so petty. Like it's never like a, oh, you cheated with my boyfriend or you did, it's always something like some kind of miscommunication. Yeah. It's just something small. Mm -hmm. Like maybe someone subtweeting someone, maybe somebody's this and that. And like, it just all falls apart. And so, yeah, I've never yeah. really been in like major drama. But have you guys? Like, has there been like oh, a big. Oh, God, yes. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. 
fun about this. Actually, at my last appointment, which I'm going to come see you again. I love you. Anyway, hey. so <laughs> I had <laughs> I had this newish friend that I had met uh, while living in Virginia, and uh, she was um, super huge in um, a sect of Instagram. So <clears throat> when I had met her, we like became really quick friends. And it got to the point where we would hang out literally every single day together. And she would come over while I'd be working on my business. And I'd come over while she'd be working on her stuff. So it got to the point where I started to realize that I was trying to accommodate her instead of working on my business, working so I could like hang out with her. Um, and it finally hit ahead to where she was going to start her own business. So I was like, let me give you every single piece of information I know about starting a business, creating a website, SEO, blah, 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 the works and pricing sat there for four hours. Like we went over this entire thing. And so when it came time to like, in my mind, have a, um, like extract, uh, what's it called? Exchange of information. Yes. Exchange of information. I asked a question about something specific and my answer was, oh, well, you just got to look at this and this is how they, they did it. So just look at them and that's how you'll figure it out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that is not, wow. that's not what I was expecting. So I was kind of baffled. Uh, I just went home after that actually. And uh, I cooled off of the friendship. So, you know, a couple weeks go by, you know, texting here and there. She's still asking me about like particular things for business, different products to get, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm really not liking this at all because it, where'd the friendship go? Mm. Gets to Christmas time. Um, out of the blue, she hits me up. It texts me. She's like, you haven't been talking to me, blah, blah, blah. I was like, actually, I'm in California with my family. I don't really have time for this right now. Like if we want to talk about our friendship, I'll talk to you when... I'm back home. She blows up in the text. It's like accusing me of like being fake, not being a friend, just mm. trying to like be there for clout and all this other stuff. And I'm like, girl, don't, don't do that because I will hurt your feelings. Um, this person had said before, like, I don't ever want to see you mad because you never get yeah. mad and I'm scared. So I'm like, don't, don't try me. And that was good. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I blocked her. I, well, I didn't block her. I muted her. Mm. And then I like, you know, month later or so, I was going to tag her business because I had something for it. This chick had blocked all my accounts. I'm like, girl, like wow. you're, you're that bad. So I had a text her. I was like, hey, I don't have any ill will from you. Like we had a fallen out. That's fine. Like I still want to support you and I want the best for you. And she was like, I don't really care about you at all. Like I don't <laughs> care about your business. I don't care about your brand. And I, what did she say? She said something like it was on the verge of like, I don't even know why I hung out with you or like became <gasps> friends with you. It was something like that. And I was just like, girl, uh-uh. Wow. That was it. That's nasty. Mm -hmm. No. Right. Also, I'm still yeah. remind I'm still I'm I'm like responding like this is my first time hearing this because it's still like <laughs> it's just like really? Like mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's real nasty. Yep. And that's the mixing of like friendship and business is always a tough one for me. Like I'm I'm so paranoid and scarred now that like whenever somebody comes somebody that knew that I like is like I have this idea let's do this I'm like eh, do you have a contract and people think I'm just like super paranoid and I am but like let's have a contract because people flip and switch when money is involved so mm -hmm. yeah it's true that would be one of my devastating friendships like <clears throat> or oh, breakups yeah. I think I oh, know about this I think one. Ray, Ray knows about this oh. one. 
what happened? So it involved a contract and um, it was for my book and I had asked for something specific. I'm very specific when I ask for things for business, even when it's from friends, like it's even down to my fiance. Like, it's like, this is what I want. This is what I need. Can you do this? And if you say yes, but you take it and you do something else, then we have a problem. So the problem didn't come out until I presented a contract. And then I was like, well, I need you to outline, like, even if you're doing this in kind, like, how much is it worth? Because I would want, you know, I want to make sure we have even exchange, you know, value for value. Like, there's a there's a thing that happens with bartering. And this person said, I just, <laughs> I want to exchange this for friendship. And it threw up, like, so many red flags that I was just like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. yeah no um i don't really nah like i don't want that i don't want that at all mm-hmm. like give me a number like you know let me know how much your services are actually worth in real time um and you know after a while it became more of like a, a butting of the heads because it was like well put this in the contract well now i gotta go back to my lawyer and pay more money like all of these things where it was just like i'm not really with that Mm because i don't put anything in my contract that i'm not going to legally enforce if it came time to it because that's just a waste of money and time (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm. so um you know they got upset because i wouldn't put certain things in the contract or i was just like i'll go back to the lawyer but if you know if it's a charge i'm not doing it like you know my contracts have already been paid for they're already like ready um you know they're they're nice templates where i can use them because of certain parts of my business that i do over and over again um Mm -hmm. and then they just got mad about the title and then that became a whole butting of the heads where i was just like you know what i don't want to do this anymore you know i just And like, you know, if you want to do friendship, let's just do friendship. If you want to do business, let's just do business. But I don't like, and the business part is dead. I don't want to do this anymore. And again, enforcing certain boundaries, I get blocked on everything as if I've done something wrong. And I'm just like, "Mm mm-mm. And what it taught me was that if I want to do business with friends, especially in this professional space that I'm moving into or that I'm in now, to always present a contract because that's going to help me test the temperature of of where we are um and it's really it's not to test the friendship or anything like that it's really to say is it worth it to sacrifice a friendship to do business this way you know my best Mm -hmm. friend has literally like worked under my banner i fired my best friend we are still best friends to this day (laughs) you know yeah um so that tells me that it wasn't me (laughs) and that Mm -hmm. it's possible to do those things. And sometimes, you know, the business part doesn't work out or the friendship part doesn't work out those. And and that's okay. And you could be at peace with that. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. That's it it was a lesson learned. That's really all I got. Yeah. And speaking of like, you know, being fired by a friend, like I, I had a boyfriend a few years ago and he had a business and he hired me twice, fired me twice. It it happened. (laughs) And we were still cool and we're still cool. (laughs) So, yeah, what you're saying is very valid. Like, you know, sorry, my lights are like slowly turning on and there's like a huge storm brewing outside. It's very Ah, spooky. I know you guys have seen like the changing lights. Like it's only 250 and like, yeah, it's so dark. But anyway, (laughs) so I have here the questions that I was meant to ask y'all. 
And number one <laughs> that I should have asked first was, what kind of friend are you? Because in my book, like I talk about the different types of friends, like there's a social butterfly, there's the low maintenance, and there's more. Um, I'm personally very low maintenance. Like, I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me if we didn't speak for like a year or two, and then I will just pop back like, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, so what kind of friend are you guys? Uh, for me, I'm a, also a low-key friend. I'm a go-with-the-flow friend, and I mm. am a giving friend. When it comes to my friendships, um, a lot of the time, like I was saying earlier, people really don't know who I am because mm. they spend so much time talking about themselves. And I don't know what it is about, like, I don't know if it's my face, if I look like I'm, like, interested all the time, but I, I am interested. But yeah. I never have a chance to say who I am. So whatever mm. they think about me is what I am to them. And mm. I allow that to be until like a certain point. Um, yeah. So I guess I'm just kind of like a, an invisible friend, a mirror friend. A mirror friend. Hmm. That's interesting. And I can see how that happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Amani, what kind of friend are you? I'm definitely, I'm low maintenance. <clears throat> I think in certain cases I can be like that social butterfly friend, even as an introvert, but it's more like in a, intimate friend-to-friend setting that I've become that social butterfly like where it's just mm-hmm. like yeah girl let's let's get dressed up and go out and like just go get drinks woo um but it's not like me and a group of a group of people it's like me and <laughs> one other person um <laughs> yeah but I'm also that giving like I'm that helpful friend like I don't like to see my friends like in any type of angst so it's like what do I have in my wheelhouse? What can I use, you know, to help you or, you know, I can give you to help you feel better. Um, And I've learned how to pull that back over, over time because people like, you know, like Gray was saying, um, when it comes down to it, you know, you become that mirror friend. So whatever people assume or expect of you just kind of is what it is until things hit a hit. So Mm -hmm. for me, I've learned to pull it back so that that way I can really, before I even let that out to see what what that two-way street is. Like, what does our exchange actually look like? Am I just a friend to them? Are they just a friend to me? Are we both actually friends to each other? All three are okay because I think all three are needed. You know, there are, there are the, the friends who need to be supported by other people. There are, you know, mm-hmm. people who need to be supported and they just need a friend even if they can't be a friend in that space. And then there are those, you know, those two-way friendships where it's just like, you know, yeah, let's 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 do things. So mm-hmm. I think all three are valid, but it's just like, which, where do I fall in this relationship so that mm-hmm. I can understand what energy to give it? Because um, mm-hmm. I'll get excited and next thing you know, it'll be like, yeah, that's not, I wasn't here for all of that, you know, yes. or, I'll, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, mm, mm, and I don't, I don't like that resentful feeling. So I try and, I try and make sure I do the work ahead of time so that that way we don't get there either which way. Mm-hmm. Yes. That resent is is something serious when you feel like you've been like a good person to someone and it's like no matter what, they just kind of don't see it the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then that resentment pops up when it's like when it feels like an unequal exchange where it's like, well, I've helped you do this and that. And then a lot of the time, sometimes I do feel taken advantage of. Um mm-hmm. 
by people when it's like I was so excited to help you and assist you and then you just kind of like disrespected me and or like that Mm -hmm. the worst feeling ever is when you sit back and realize this person never liked me (laughs) like yeah like you were saying with your friend it's like it's like huh and then you replay everything in your mind and then you just feel so stupid um and like that's how I feel that's how I be feeling I'm like gosh dang it like I I wish I saw this earlier um but then the unfortunate thing is it kind of robs future friends or future new friends of like the the whole me the all in me I still get there eventually but some people don't make it past the leery period where I'm like "Eh, I don't really know you um Mm -hmm. because some people sense leeriness and then they take it as a sign to like give up or this person doesn't want to be my friend but sometimes friendship takes time I think to develop um and I, I, I don't do well with people who rush it. No. Yeah. yeah. There's a, um, I forgot. There's a, there's an old dude in, in my neighborhood and he used to always say, and I think this is probably like a quote, don't call me a friend if we haven't known each other for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I've lived by that for most of my life where it's just like, you know, we can use it like in, in passing or, um, in in even getting to know each other but we're not really true true friends until we've been through something like that hired and fired twice that's like that's something to actually be able to look back at and really see the strength of your friendship um me and my best friend you know my best friend from and i had to go back while we were having this conversation in terms of like um do i have any childhood best friends i have one it's a guy, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but you know, even with him, like you know, the fights that we've had, where we can look back at them now and we'll laugh about them. Like they're like comic, co- they're like comedic content these days, where it's just like, God, remember, <laughs> remember that one time, like I almost stole you in the face, like you know, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. But we're able to actually understand, you like you're able to test the strength, you know, like that fabric that you're actually, that you're actually weaving together. Same as a relationship. So he's, uh, I learned that, that quote when I was younger and I've always lived by that. Like, don't, don't actually call me a friend until we're like 10 years in, like 10 toes down Mm. type of deal. We've gone through something and we can actually explore those things because life is going to happen. And, you know, we need to know that we can be there for each other. That's what a friend is to me. Sometimes it's best. Sometimes friend breakups are positive. They don't feel like it in the moment, but sometimes it's like, "Ooh, I'm glad." I... Sometimes you feel lighter even after it's over. Yeah. And it's like, huh, yeah. I wasn't even myself when I was with you. Like, now I can yeah. breathe and I'm myself again. Yeah. So, ladies, <laughs> thank you for joining me on this podcast. Um, this was so much fun and so insightful. Like, I'm excited to listen to it back. Um, and learn from you guys all over again. <laughs> I can't so wait before, to hear it. Yeah, I'm hyped. Before we go, please tell people where they can find you. Go first. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's so right. You can find me on TikTok or Instagram. I'm at Pixie Sticks. That's P-I-X-I-S-T-I-C-S. 
And you might want to check me out on TikTok. That's where it's popping. Okay, okay, Ooh, now okay. I know. I'm going to turn my <laughs> notifications on. Um, so you can find me everywhere at IPUKAWAII. That's I-P-U-K-E-K-A-W-A-I-I. Um, I generally live on Instagram. I'm starting to live on TikTok. And I also live on Twitter talking about my cat. Oh, yes, we love adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you everyone for listening and have a magical week. Uh, bye. Bye.